Entry Level is on a mission to reskill 1 billion people by 2030. This is an audio series to give you the day in a life and insider insights into the most in demand jobs. Welcome to the Entry Level Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam Bokert. And today we'll be learning about the world of a CFO with Scott Richardson of Naturalina Brands. Welcome, Scott. Please introduce yourself. Thanks, Adam. Great to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, currently a CFO of Naturalina Brands. I actually work through my own consulting company called Strategic CFO. Uh, and I've been a CFO for uh, a couple of decades now, I think. I don't like to count it too much because it uh, shows how old I am. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today, Scott. So first question for you is, what does a typical day or week, day and week look like if there is, is any such thing as a CFO or a chief financial officer? Uh, look, there's probably, I mean, every company and situation is different. And not, I don't think there is really a typical week because it depends what's going on in the market, in the company. But um, generally speaking, um, you're making sure that the, the finance team have got everything they need to um, keep the processing going and, and all those nuts and bolts type activities for the organisation humming along. Um, and then the CFO, the rest of the CFO role is really about uh, strategy, um, uh, yeah, capital management, um, funding, things like that. So depending on what company needs at the time, um, yeah, sometimes you're working towards a transaction or yeah, it could be it could be sort of anything that gets thrown up by the board or the CEO. Excellent. So are there any specific areas or projects that you're currently working on that you can offer us a, an example of, a, of specific tasks that are involved um, that, that you've just explained? For example, it could be the strategy or the transactions. Any, any sort of you know, the nuts and bolts you can share with us? Yeah, so we're doing at Naturalina right now. We're we're doing a, um, a, a a transformation of sorts where we're focusing on a new market. So traditionally, uh, and we won't be going away from the old markets. It's just a, a new new phase of growth, really, at Naturalina. So the old Naturalina um, was really focused on retailers uh, and getting their products into into retailers, uh, predominantly in the US, but also um, around the world and Amazon and things like that. Um, we've got a new focus going into China, so um, that's a whole different ball game from um, how we went to market before. So um, a lot of my time is taken up in um, getting the the back office piece of that right, getting the contracts, um, you know, as good as we can get them um, on the supply and customer side, uh, and, and also the funding um, to make sure that we're, we've got the working capital in place to be able to, to run the, the contracts as they as they start and grow. Okay. And how would the the market in, in China with regards to, to your role as a CFO differ to, to different markets in, in general? Oh, for, for us, it's just a different way of going to market. So we would, in, in the US, we would go directly to retailers from from our, um, our warehouses. Um, mm-hmm. And in China, we, we're using an agent. Uh, and it's a very different way of doing business, and how you get um, cash out of the, out of China and things like that. It's right, everywhere okay. else in the world. So, sure, um, just just working through that. Excellent. And what would you say are the the best parts of your role, and worst parts, or most challenging, or parts you don't enjoy as as much? 
Yeah, I think the best parts for me are the variety that you get. So um, you get to work on some really, you know, good fun growth projects. I think for me, anything to do with growth uh, and um, making the business better is is the fun parts. Um, that could be that could be anything from just business improvement projects to make get business units um, being more profitable or more or producing more cash to um, you know acquisitions or or, um, or transactions um, to to move on the business to another owner. Um, the worst parts are really when you know through times you know, tough times like COVID when cash is pretty tight um, yeah. and you've got to make some hard decisions on people um, and um, and also you know have some tough discussions with suppliers to perhaps push out payment terms a little bit for a period of time while where you get through a tough period. That's the, the hard part of uh, being a CFO, but you got to take the good with the bad. So um, you want to yeah. try and those, those tough times by having a war chest or having strategies in place to make sure that if when things uh, things do turn bad that um, that you're going to be okay. And that lets you be in a position better to, to take advantage of those growth opportunities as well. Excellent, excellent. And, oh, Scott, so what would you say are the key traits that are beneficial for a CFO? Look, I think for a C, you should have, not all CFOs do, but I think you've certainly got to have some sort of grounding, obviously, in, in accounting because you always come mm-hmm. back to that. Um, but um, I think the, the best CFOs are really, you know, once you get to that point, you're not doing any accounting, of course. Um, you're more dealing with people. Um, so you're getting that you're dealing with people on all sorts of levels. Um, um, so those leadership and management skills, um, which come naturally to some people, not to others, but can you can learn them. Um, are, are really as, as early in your career as you can get involved or, or get you know, get involved with leadership and management, of course, but also get good mentors um, to, to help teach you. And I did have that in my career. Um, it helped teach you how to deal with difficult situations with people and how to manage large teams and things like that. Um, that really helps you. It becomes more natural as you get as you do it more often, of course, like anything. Yep. Um, that when, Once you're at that CFO level, that really is, I think, a big differentiator between purely, purely a number cruncher or someone who's just involved in the, in the numbers of the business versus knowing what that is, trusting your team to do that, and then working on the, the people side and, and how you – even when you're doing deals on M&A, it's, all, it's a people thing often, with how, you, how you negotiate and things like that. Perfect. Now that's great. And do, can you clarify for the um, for the audience what an M&A is? Oh, so mergers and acquisitions. So when you're um, you know, buying another business uh, or even selling part of your business to someone else, you can, you're doing um, – you know, you're working with um, advisors, and you're working with obviously the other other party. Sure, sure. Um, so it's a it's a yeah, and and also your internal staff and um, lots of different um, stakeholders when you're doing those no. types of transactions. No. Excellent. So so a lot of uh, well, leadership skills involved there. Okay. So all right, Scott. What's uh, what specific qualifications and education, if any, are required to to be a, a CFO or to become one? Uh, well, I think the minimum you need is a, a bachelor's degree. Um, um, uh, personally, myself, I'm a fellow of the um, uh, CPA Australia uh, and also uh, um, an MBA. 
that I don't think that's necessary. Um, but um, it's, it's more it depends on what what the organisation really wants to. I mean, that all, those things really help you to um, that, that sort of education background helps helps you to to do your job. But um, I think the most important thing is actually practical experience working as a CFO day to day and um, working on those strategic things that we talked about earlier. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So getting the uh, hands-on hands-on experience uh, with with people managing people and and teams and and all the other as as we said nuts and bolts. Also, could you please clarify again for the listeners what the the abbreviation CPA and, and MBA is? Oh, sorry. Oh. CPA is Certified Practicing Accountant. Mm-hmm. That's a professional qualification in Australia. Um, and uh, MBA is Master of Business Administration, so a postgraduate. Um, university degree. Beautiful. Uh, perfect. Appreciate that. Okay. And also, how did you personally get into into your role? I know you briefly mentioned it. What's the what's your journey to, to a, a CFO uh, for yourself? Oh, so, yeah, so after uni, I um, did some assistant accounting sort of roles and moved through into commercial manager, uh, financial control roles. Um, for a number of years, so probably at about year 10-ish after I finished uni, um, I got my first, no, I'm a bit, bit later than that, anyway, I got my first CFO role um, and that was really, I got that role more so on, I think I'm a management leadership communication skills than, than the technical skills. Um, so that sort of fits in with what we were talking about before because mm-hmm. with a large team and they were a dysfunctional team, um, not just the finance team, but the, the whole business, and they needed someone to come in and help um, bridge that gap. And the, the finance team ran a big shared services operation there, uh, so the business units were pretty disgruntled with that. So part of the job was to um, you know, get those service levels up to the business unit so they could just concentrate on selling, uh, but also get the finance team stabilised and the numbers out a bit quicker. So um, that's that's what we did. Excellent, excellent. Okay. And finally, what final tips or advice do you have, Scott, for anyone that's keen to pursue the role of a of a CFO as, as a career? Yeah, I think it's it's um I really think it's a really rewarding career, and it's someone you know suited to um, you got to still love numbers; it's always going to be part of it. Uh-huh. Um, but um, you got to really enjoy working with people and. And getting involved in the operations and understanding um, how a business works from the ground up, um, you know, you've really got to be uh, across uh, the detail to some degree. Um, you're not in the detail; you don't understand it. But then, so you can then sell what that business does to external parties, and whether that be banks, investors, um, likely buyers, etc. Um, even to even to new staff coming in, um, you've got to be you're the right hand man or right hand person to the CEO. Generally, um, uh, you've got to be able to you know talk at board level and also talk at uh, shop level. Generally, right, excellent. So, so a lot of a uh, lot of communication skills for for different uh, different levels as well. Okay, so really really appreciate your your time today, Scott, and sharing with us the the role of the CFO. And uh, thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, Adam. Cheers.